Hello, Stuart. Hello, Stuart. Oh, Hello. sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Hi. Sorry. I was uh, I was looking at my phone. I wasn't. Oh, for um, God's sake. I wasn't paying attention. Yeah. Um, okay. What were you saying? Well, I hadn't actually started saying anything, but I was going. I was saying um, that this week we're going to be ta- we're going to be talking about um, attention, actually, and whether or not we're all losing it, and whether or not mobile phones are destroying our ability to focus on things. Uh, but well, I, I don't know if you've got time. Have you got time? Are you are you are you busy? Uh, sorry. Uh, sorry. I was uh, I was just checking my uh social media accounts there uh sorry um is this are we recording is this happening uh well i was kind of hoping we'd get it done. yeah look for, for god's sake all right okay look obviously, uh, obviously so, yeah this, yeah. No, this was a, another another little play that we wrote yes uh, we're, we're very witty like that the yeah. concept <laughs> that we're discussing today on the study show uh yeah. to which you're welcome my name is mm. Stuart Ritchie. i'm a science writer at the eye and i'm tom chivers i'm a science writer at semaphore yes today we'll be st- talking about focus and attention and whether or not that has our ability to do those things, to, to to focus on things, to pay attention to things, has been damaged by the rise of social media and smartphones and all these uh, high tech shiny gadgets with which we do things today. Yes, yeah. and uh, a big reason uh, for a lot of the discussion about this was last year there was a book by the journalist Johan Harry mm-hmm. um, called Stolen Focus, and uh, the idea there was that it's not. It's, it's quoted in this Guardian headline. Uh, the, or a sort of extract for the book that your attention didn't collapse it was stolen so there's yeah. a couple of different sort of premises in there so first of all like he's assuming that our attention has indeed collapsed and mm. that is a feeling that a lot of people have right a lot of people say they can't pay attention to stuff nowadays when they used to in the past mm-hmm. often because of things like like technology and so on screens um, and then the second thing is that that actually technology companies or someone has stolen your attention away. Yeah. That it's um, a deliberate thing, that there's a sort yes. of, um, uh, they, they call it the attention economy, don't they? But, you know, the, the people are, the, these tech companies are trying to make smartphones, social media, video games, whatever, you know, mobile games, yes. as attention grabbing as possible i'm trying to avoid the word addictive but that's the word that people throw around you know um and that uh we just we 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 are no we are no longer capable of avoiding looking at our phones and it's it's really damaging he says that he calls it well i think someone he quotes actually calls it an attentional pathogenic culture um and uh and hari says we can see the effects all around us a small study of college students found they now only focus on any one task for 65 seconds a different study of office workers found they only focus on average for three minutes which wow. i mean they're different things that's that's yeah it's a difference of 200 percent there but nonetheless you know okay <laughs> yeah, yeah but those those sound scary when he when he puts them together he knows how to pick a you know pick a study and um uh tell a story uh, about it tell us certainly tell a story about it exactly yeah. and um he's a reliable source isn't he absolutely <laughs> johan hari the um <laughs> the, the the there's no suggestion at all that he plagiarized loads of other people's work or fabricated quotes or or libeled loads of his um people loads of people <clears> he didn't <throat> like online uh using uh, by editing their wikipedia pages and none no suggestion of any of that at all no he could still be right about attention even though he lied about people online uh plagiarized their work and you know fabricated stuff it's uh, absolutely true um, there's a, yeah there's the, the it is the we shouldn't do the argument from complete lack of authority yes. but in what well, i think it was two, i remember 2011 2012 when all this came out and he was this big star at the uh, at the independent sort of their star columnist yes. and then it was just they it was just you know it, 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 normally i remember around the time there was a few years earlier many years five or ten years earlier that that, that plagiarism scandal at the new york times jason blair who'd been um yes. found to, uh, and, and the, the the new york times had this, wrote a seven thousand word front page apology saying like this is just disastrous for the new york times we've you know our, all our our um credibility blah 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 the independent put Johan Hari on four months of uh, paid leave and sent him to a journalism course. I mean, like, you, don't, you don't need to do a journalism <laughs> course to know not to plagiarize, well, to yeah, not yeah, to yeah, libel yeah. your opponents online. Anyway, anyway. So, but anyway, but so maybe, he, maybe he was doing that because he couldn't pay enough attention to the uh, work research he was doing. Yes, so he exactly. stole other people's work uh, instead. Yes. And, 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 and the, the, the point is that subsequent to becoming a journalist, so, sorry, subsequent to leaving being a journalist, I should say, mm. um, you know, a columnist, he has written several books and and the third one, I think, yeah, um, is this one uh, called "Stolen Focus," and mm. um, 
it's it opens with this story about his his, his godson his godson who goes to who was who was he had promised when the kid was 10 or something like that that they'd go to graceland together because the kid was briefly obsessed with elvis and graceland but then weird yeah, yeah but uh, you know fine uh, i think that is, it feels like an old person's thing to be obsessed no with no but 10 year old boys do i mean i've got i've got a nine-year-old boy and they he's completely obsessed with greek myths i mean which is actually a lot cooler than graceland i have to say but anyway you know, yeah you, you, yeah there's there's you get young boys in particular do get obsessions fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. i feel suspicious of literally everything he says so that's yeah just... <laughs> yeah no you're, you're quite <laughs> right i would like i would like to see the receipts that's it but, yeah. um but yeah the um so uh later on in life the kid's massively addicted addicted to screens in um uh johan hari's telling of it and so johan hari you know remembers that promise he gave him when he was nine and said let's go to graceland together and of course the kid's constantly looking at his phone even though he promised he wouldn't and then and there's this story he tells where in Graceland they give out iPads to guide you through, which is, you know, obviously terrible because, you know, the, the kid's then on his iPad. And he, fe- yeah. and he meets this American couple and this American in this fake room, this room full of like plants that um, Elvis had made to make it his jungle room, you know. And he's going, Should I do the American accent? Is that, is that a bad idea? No, I think you shouldn't, Tom. I think that uh, might offend some okay. listeners. All right. Okay. So he goes, Honey, he said, This is amazing. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I won't. I won't. Honey, this is amazing. <laughs> he waved the iPad in her direction and began to move his finger across it if you swipe left you can see the jungle room to the left and if you see, I'm sorry and if you swipe right you can see the jungle room to the right is he from is, uh is he from he's, he's, from, he's, he's from a variety of places i think right, judging right, yeah, by yeah. that like, i think he started in new york and ended up in tennessee anyway right, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. his wife stared smiled and began to swipe at her own ipad I leaned forward. This is Johan Hari talking. I being Johan Hari. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I leaned forward. But sir, I said, there's an old-fashioned form of swiping you can do. It's called turning your head because we're here. We're in the jungle room. You can see it, unmediated. Here, look. I waved my hand and the fake green leaves rustled a little. Their eyes returned to their screens. Look, I said, don't you see? We're actually there. There's no need for your screen. We are in the jungle room. Oh, he's just so wise. Didn't so happen though. That no, didn't of happen. course it didn't happen. None of it made it up. These people don't exist. Anyway, that did, or maybe that they did. Not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That did not, uh, that did not happen. Yeah. He maybe saw people looking at their iPad or something. Uh, yeah, exactly. That, uh, imagine, imagine doing that. You oh look, this is quite cool. You can see like this cool. Look at this cool thing on the iPad. This like we're in the room. There's some. T- person comes up to you and goes actually you know you're actually in the room right oh, fuck. yeah stuffed. yeah good. just go away yeah yeah get Hor- away, you horrible loom. little man yeah, yeah exactly yeah. jesus christ i'm just i'm just pointing out what the ipad's doing so he also goes on to say um it seems to me that almost all of us with a smartphone so that would be like you know everybody yeah, these days, in, yeah. the, in the western world yeah, at least in where in the western world yeah um all of us with a smartphone are losing 20 to 30 percent of our brain power almost all the time that's a lot of brain power for a species to lose certainly is it certainly I mean imagine like if, if like a sloth lost 20 percent of its brain power. Anyway, yes but this is garbage right <laughs> so, so this is this is such classic uh, it's such classic pop science bullshit right because what does it mean to lose 20 to 30 percent of, of of your brain power he's, he's taken this from a study um i should say Wait, quickly, so there is actually a study there is a study i should say i'm, I'm taking this i'll give a quick pricey like I, I um i'm taking all this from a conversation i had with our mutual friend pete etchells who's a psychologist who studies, uh, spends a lot of time studying the impact of digital technologies yes. he has conveniently got a book coming out um on this topic from which uh, which he's kindly given me a sneak preview of um and it's called unlocked the real science of screen time and how to spend it better and he's like an mm. actual scientist who wants to do these things properly so it's much less oh god we're all going to die and much more actually the research is research is really complicated and messy and points in various directions and we need to know so more. we'll have real trouble selling copies compared to well, you yes. Harry then. yes well exactly that's the problem isn't it but anyway so um from speaking to pete so that there is a study that uh harry was basing that on right. it is but it is not a published study it was commissioned for a different book which um i'll name in the it's by called getting unstuck um by two hmm. people called i think they're sort of business types you know productivity anyway it's and it's weird for a study to be published only in a book yeah, and so you can't dig into the data. It was 136 students um, who were, half of them were given, well, so the way that uh, the, the Hari tells it, they were, half of them had their phones switched on and were getting texts and half of them had their phones switched off. And the ones with their phones switched on did 20% worse at this test. But what Hari doesn't mention is actually there were three different conditions. There was also phones switched on and never got messages. And also, and also so the other two crucial things are also the people with the phones 
were told that the messages would be vital to the test. So of course they're looking. You know, they they get the text. Uh, of course they're going to stop. They're going to stop and read. So the it's text. like a highly artificial yeah. uh, setup as well. And yeah. So, and, and, and 136 people. And so yeah. like, it's a classic example of extrapolating from a small artificial study to it seems the entire human race, at yep. least, or the entire part of the human race who own smartphones. Yeah. But also to 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 add to it. They did the study twice, and one time they did worse, and but one time they did better. <laughs> right. So you can just pick whichever one is most uh, yeah, exactly. suited to your thing. Or perhaps the better thing to do would be to just not cite that study at all because it yeah, sounds exactly. like it's not actually very good. No, exactly. And, and especially since we can't dig into the data or look at it at all because it's not published. And, yeah. but, but off the back of it, Hari argues that just as the feminist movement reclaimed women's rights to their own bodies and still has to fight for it today, uh, I believe we now need an attention movement to reclaim our minds. Uh, you know, just uh, deep stuff, man. It's <laughs> it's kind of insulting, isn't it, to uh, to the feminist have, movement? <laughs> yeah, the feminist movement. I, mean, I don't want to speak on the feminist movement's behalf, but like, it does seem it does seem a bit. Uh, a bit offensive um, to, to, to people who have struggled for political rights and stuff to compare it to this very vague sort yeah. of anti-technology attitude that he has that's based on studies that turn out not to be exactly. very useful at all. Yeah, exactly. Sure, you guys you, you guys wanted like equal pay and abortion rights. And just like you, I too am fighting for the right to not be distracted by my iPhone. According, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> for a while. yeah, God, it's, it's so um, melodramatic, isn't it? Yeah, that's, the, it's that, that, that's really the word that you can use to describe a lot of, a lot of his stuff. A lot of this stuff, yeah. But anyway, but I should say, we, because we're sort of... Johan Hari is this sort of giant fish in a tiny barrel that we just love to, that's very easy to shoot at, you know. But um, it's not just him. That have, the, the, the choice of a fish metaphor there is unfortunate, as you'll see in a second. But yeah, he, um, so into that, like, there's lots and lots of paper. Just everyone seems to think this, right? And I remember yeah, the, the, it's not just serial fabricator and plagiarist mm-hmm. Johan Hari who no, says this stuff. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you might remember in 2015, there were loads of headlines. Um, one was in Time magazine, which we'll link to, but about a, a, a Microsoft study that found that since the year 2000, or about when the mobile revolution began, this is a quote, by the way, from the Time piece, um, mm. the average attention span dropped from 12 seconds to 8 seconds. And the Ooh. Time the, yeah, I know, and the Time, mag, Time article goes on to say that this is apparently a second worse than the notoriously ill-focused goldfish. Now, <laughs> you've got a memory like a wait. Yeah. But isn't don't people that's say memory? The, that's the thing. Okay, but I suppose that's exactly you know what do we mean by attention? Is it like your ability to keep something in your brain while you do other things and you come back to it? But that's, that's that's part of the problem. We don't really know what we're talking about when we talk about yeah. attention span. But but the goldfish gold, thing is rubbish anyway, right? Yeah, they they don't they don't have a nine second attention span or or yeah. a nine second memory or anything. They can be they've been shown to be able to learn things and hold things in working memory, you know, like other species, you know, like birds can or whatever. Like that it's also there's no meaningful sense in which our attention span was 12 seconds in 2000 it wasn't eight seconds in 2015 um and this it's not really sure you know what does a second attention span even mean um and also this study in inverted commas wasn't by microsoft it, a microsoft report uh, like to, to seem to cite it like a like a business report seemed to cite it from somewhere else and then the excellent uh, you know BBC Radio more or less be uh, Radio Four more or less they're brilliant um, I think you, you've been on them once or twice haven't you Yeah I've been uh, maybe just once and then quoted a couple of times I've certainly um, helped, helped them out producers yeah. a couple of times a couple of, uh, a couple of stories Yeah great great program great um, program everyone should listen to that yeah. They looked into it and apparently basically that that whole um, eight second twelve second thing was no one can work out where the stat came from it seemed to just been made up and it's become a sort of zombie statistic anyway brown would say it was uh proctologically derived yes Um, pulled out of the arse yes yes Yes, exactly um but anyway so it's not just the point is it's not just johan harry it is a sort of widely accepted in the sort of in in the culture that we're our attention spans are dropping um i think i i certainly feel that way like if i look back even just a few years I subjectively feel like I could pay attention to stuff for longer than I, I do now. Like I, that, that, that is that is my experience. But I also am skeptical enough of my own experience to think, well, actually, I could be wrong about that. Maybe I was always just as distractible as I used to be, and you know, um, I still manage to get at least some things done nowadays. Um, so maybe not. But I, but I certainly have that feeling. 
No, I, I, I don't know if you do as well. I sort of do sometimes, but and like uh, you know, I've talked about it, and you know, I, I've I, like I notice now that I um, if I try, I'm, I'm trying to read a book about AI, but I'm also I've got this game that I'm really enjoying called Slay the Spire on my phone, and I, I find it much, you know I tend to play the game rather than read the book. But the, yes. that, that that sort of leads us to an interesting philosophical question about like, is it that I'm more distractible, or is it there's something more fun to do? You know, is it like um, you know I'm I'm if I if I only had potatoes to eat, and then uh, and then one day someone turned up with some cupcakes, I wouldn't say like yeah. yeah exactly. Would, would would I then be say like you know I'm I'm less able to concentrate on potatoes now? I wouldn't. I mm-hmm. just say like I I choose not to have potatoes anymore. I, I like pota- <laughs> I don't know why I picked on potatoes. I like potatoes, yeah. but yeah. So that's that's an interesting question. But also, I do look back at my own like I feel like that. But then I'm objectively better at my jobs now than I was you know I, I used to I couldn't concentrate on my schoolwork and things when I was a kid I was rubbish and I didn't have a smartphone I just like I'd get distracted by books or I'd go and play video games on my 486 SX or whatever you know the uh, I don't I don't feel like never, never heard of that Tom you must be very old it's a, it's a form of PC from, that predates the Pentium, Stuart. So yeah, you was might. that when we had BBC computers? No, good Jesus! Well, I did have one of them, but that was like the eighties. <laughs> so this was this was like mid nineties, mid nineties. Right, um, okay, I think yeah. my school had those BBC computers even in the mid nineties, actually. So yeah, but you, were, uh, but you, that you lived in the third I, world. That's not because I was old, but because I was from a very, <laughs> a very, uh, uh, I wouldn't say deprived, but like not particularly, uh, not particularly. Uh, um, Rich, Rich background, yeah. yeah well, yeah. Uh, um, obviously, we had the most glow- glowing and shiny, exciting. We had like the first CD-ROM drive in, in oh my goodness, in, in the world. Anyway, yeah. but the point is, I, 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 whatever we had, I've always found myself able to get distracted by the things that are around and yes. find doing work is boring and not doing work is much more fun. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, when you must remember, like doing essays at university and finding oh, i could do this essay or i could tidy the whole house or something you know like there's just like people talk yeah. about displacement activity I, I don't think this is new and i don't and i feel like looking at my own life anyway i do i'm better at doing stuff and not that when i actually need to do it than i used to when i was looking at my when i was doing my um final university exams hmm. i watched every single available episode of this utterly crap bbc program called snog marry avoid oh, Jesus. where people did like makeovers that. of themselves like i have no interest mm-hmm. in, in people's clothes or what they what they look like whatsoever and yet suddenly that became much more interesting than studying for my final exams I used to watch hollyoaks and neighbors they're shit they're just sorry yeah, terrible getting, dreadful dreadful yeah, programs exactly. yeah, yeah, Ra- yeah. rather yeah. than do like the essay that i needed to get in the next day anyway yeah so i don't, I don't feel like i feel like people maybe it's are always been the same yeah, yeah exactly so i anyway i, I suppose though we in order to try and work out whether we have lost our attention. It's worth trying to talk a little bit about what scientists mean by the word attention. Um, now, I've yeah. this is I'm, I obviously don't really know, but I've um, but then it turns out I'm not sure that anybody else does. I uh, so like Pete Etchells, whose book uh, he says in his book that attention is one of the most deeply researched concepts in cognitive psychology and one that every student comes across in their first year. But he also points out that there are a lot of papers with titles like. There's no such thing as attention, 2011. 2018, attention is a sterile concept. 2019, no one knows what attention is. 2021, stop paying attention to attention. Like these, There's just, like, there's a lot of argument about what it actually means when we talk about attention. And there's this sort of uh, tendency to assume we're all talking about the same thing when we use it. So, so for one well, there have been a lot of interesting studies done on it. You're aware, obviously, of the um, the sort of the cocktail party effect stuff that we're able to pay attention to someone talking to us in a noisy room, despite all the loads of sort of sensory mm. stuff going on around us, and that so yeah. so attention is in some way related to our ability to to sort of keep out the noise and focus on the important signal that's coming in. Um, mm. So that's so that's selective attention. There's yeah, something called excluding inner- excluding some stimuli in favor of others. Yes, and that has this flip side. It's called inattentional blindness, um, which I will simply I'll simply say the invisible gorilla, but I won't tell people what that study involves. Yeah, you don't no, want to spoil it. It's such a good it's such a good impact. We'll we'll put we'll put, we'll a, put a link, link yeah. to the video of the invisible gorilla um, in the. Uh, in fact, you shouldn't even say that. That's sort of spoiling it to some extent. But there's an amazing yeah. video which if yeah, you haven't exactly. seen it then you you must it's by chris chabri and um daniel simons 
Yeah. And um, if you if you if you if you have seen it, then here's a good opportunity to go and show it to someone else because people's reaction is just amazing. Uh, it's yeah, just, it's like fascinating. A, it's like a magic trick on video. Yeah, exactly. Um, but so that's when people uh, miss important things because we're so focused on expected information. Um, yeah. And then there's and, always and, and, the, and the general the general phenomenon of you're looking at something. But because you're not att- like looking is not the same as attending to mm. something. So you're looking at something, but you're not attending to certain aspects of it, and 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 thus you don't you don't see yeah. it. Uh, and that's and that's common in, in 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 lots of different things. And and it could it could really only be that like if you were processing all the information that you were getting from all your senses all the time, then you would be completely overloaded and you wouldn't be able to to focus yeah. on important things. Yeah, the human brain just isn't capable of, hasn't got the bandwidth to deal with the, that sort of vast amount, amount of information coming in at once. So it has to choose the different bits. And there's yeah. also people talk about focused attention, involuntary attention, spatial attention, sustained attention, divided attention, all those different things, um, all of which have subtly different meanings within the literature and all sort of uh, are measured in different ways and mean different things. So attention isn't this one sort of, so it's a bit hard to know exactly what we're talking about. So uh, going on to what, we actually are talking about when we talk about attention. I, I, like, in like in I the context of this of sort this, of, of technology, smartphone. screen, smartphones debate, yeah. Exactly. I think it's usually um, multitasking. Um, so our ability to, our, well, whether or not we and our ability to switch between different tasks quickly or, switch, or different yeah. input but streams. But also the extent to which we can focus on one of those tasks for long periods of time without being distracted by the other things, right? That's... That's what I think of when people talk about stolen. I mean, stolen focus is the name of, of the of the Johann Harry book. When people talk about the attentional deficits and things caused by smartphones, I always think of it as like a person, a theoretical person who, before the existence of smartphones, could sit for uh, you know an hour solid and write an essay, but mm. now every five minutes they're picking up their phone to look at social media, um, and so they can't focus for long, and they they don't get into what has been described as a flow state um, where they just focus on that one thing and, and uh, you know, t- t- uh, and not anything else. But that's the same. That, well, I suppose that's a different, it's looking at the same thing from a different angle, right? Because yeah. yeah. multitasking would be like, in th- you know, in theory, you could be perfectly efficient at doing one task, switch to another one, do that perfectly efficiently, switch back to the other. And that would be, and if you were doing two tasks concurrently, then you'd be focusing, be giving all your focus to one thing and then doing another thing. Yeah. But the claim is because we switch between these different things, checking our, checking Twitter, doing then we are doing both of them, we're, then we're doing the one we care about less well and we are unable to do it for extent. Then we, and right. yeah, I suppose, right. yeah. The okay. assumption is that if you're checking Facebook, then your work on the other task will be less good. Um, yes. That's actually a not necessarily supported assumption, but it's, but it it's is, it is yeah. sort of smuggled in there, isn't it? Yeah. The studies show is sponsored by the Eye newspaper, which is a marvellous British newspaper, very well read and um, written for by many sensible and wise people. This and week, me as well. Hey, yeah, there we go. Uh, this week, uh, just in the travel section, there's a nice thing by um, one of their travel journalists, Richard Hammond, about um, 12... Richard Hammond? No, not Richard the Hamster Hammond. I assume not Richard the Hamster Hammond. Uh, but who you know? Maybe it is. And I, yeah. I, I, maybe he's your colleague, Stuart. Anyway, um, <laughs> I should probably know that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, anyway, twelve European cities you can reach within twenty-four hours by sleeper train from Barcelona to Budapest, and I just love sleeper trains. I just those bring me such joy. I love, I love traveling along to like f- falling asleep in Germany and waking up in. Um, the Czech Republic, that sort of stuff, you know, or waking yeah, up, yeah. going to sleep in in London and waking up in um, Inverness. Uh, yeah, well, exactly. I, I, we, I did yeah. the one to um, uh, Fort William once years ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was amazing. It's yeah, it's absolutely yeah. magic. You wake up in the I, Highlands. Yeah, I, or you, if you wake up early enough, you can go to the the, uh, the breakfast car and have uh, a lovely breakfast while going through mm. the Highlands and across the. Glenfinnan Viaduct and things like that. Yeah, oh, I just I loved it. Yeah, and, and that, well, just now making me think about the various breakfasts I had in Scotland on that trip to Scotland. Yeah. Too, like, very, <laughs> uh, all the kippers and black pudding and all that sort of stuff. Absolutely incredible. The, the, the problem is that I've been put. I've I've very regularly used the sleeper train for a long time to go up to Edinburgh, but uh, mm. I have been put off by the fact I did hear 
two people loudly having sex in the next, uh, <laughs> the next cabin. That's not the fault of do. the eye. There's the eye cannot article, be blamed for yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, there's a good article on some of these. Uh, what, what's an example of one of these? Um, so uh, Toulouse uh, and Nice in France, um, oh. and Genoa, Italy, um, Barcelona, Spain, Zagreb in Croatia, these are all places you can get to in 24 hours, Berlin, Germany, and Prague in uh, Czech Republic, which is where we went on, um, on the sleeper train from, on the sleeper. Wow. from nice. Brussels. It's great stuff. And uh, uh, if you subscribe to the eye, which you can do at inews.co.uk slash podcast, then you'll also get access to all of the stuff that I write about science uh, and my subscriber-only newsletter that I put out every week. Um, the most recent one, which uh, was about uh, lie detectors and why they are uh, a load of nonsense. So that's uh, that's the i um, that's inews.co.uk slash podcast. Marvellous. The study show is also sponsored by Works in Progress magazine. Now, uh, it's a magazine all about science and technology and human progress. And it uh, has um, a really wide range of, of uh, articles, and some of which are not necessarily about science per se or technology per se, but there's one about um, architecture in the most recent issue by Samuel Hughes. Um, what's your view on brutalism, Tom, the, uh, the, the form of architecture? Well, I definitely know lots of things about it, notably that it involves lots of brick and exposed pipe work, and also that there's... More, more concrete uh, than brick. Is it concrete? I feel like... Okay, yeah. okay, concrete then. And, and there's one character in an E&M Banks sci-fi novel who um, uh, who's like a horrible villain, and he gets really... He decides he must... That brutalism sounds great, and he gets... he. He employs lots of it and then realizes it's just about concrete and exposed pipe work and not about like people's flayed skins on the wall or anything like that. And so he's, he's really gutted. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I, um, I think I also read that a long time ago, that novel. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, so, so Samuel Hughes has got this article about, you know, the debate over modernist versus traditionalist architecture mm. and actually whether, that, whether that's a bit of a false dichotomy and actually what people appreciate is easy architecture that's actually that's nice to look at and uh is not particularly uh challenging you know the, 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 accessible. Real, the real difference yeah. is yeah the real difference is easy versus challenging rather than traditional mm. and modern um and there's a really interesting article on that samuel hughes has written some great things about architecture which is not a topic i know much about at all but every time i read one of his articles i always feel like i've learned yeah. a great deal um, he makes a so point that's... he makes a point in neither this one or one of the others that there's a that architecture is like one of the few forms of public art like art that you can't avoid right so like you're, you're it's not right, just people yeah. who appreciate it who are seeing it so yeah, you, you, you can't you, every day exactly see out your window so so while the art well, so while architects are all sort of steeped in the in the you know and artists can make art for people who have chosen art and can make it challenging it's not quite the same steel deal with uh, architecture so the, so the sort Sort of, uh, you can become the risk of it becoming a language of architects talking to each other is a problem. That's I think that I think that's the right. sort of thing he says. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely, mm. absolutely. So, so um, yeah, there's several of his articles actually in in Works in Progress. So that's uh, worksinprogress.co. You can find uh, his stuff there, and they also have a Substack at worksinprogress.news. So uh, thank you very much to Works in Progress and the I for sponsoring the study show. Yes, and now back to the show. So, as I understand it, and again, talking to Pete, this is the um, the, meta, the the sort of traditional metaphor of attention is that it's like a spotlight, right? You're 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 in a you're in a boat in a dark sea, you're uh, and you've got this big spotlight, and you shine it around, and you're looking for fish in the water or rocks and things to avoid, and you're just you know that, so you all all around you is dark, but you can you can see one bit, and that you focus yeah. on it. That's I think so. Like I'm focused on something like I was focusing on writing the notes to this podcast episode or I was, we were talking doing doing the podcast we were record, recording the podcast and the doorbell goes or something like that and the phone buzzes my attention shifts to something else the spotlight yeah. swivels and to something else right yeah. um like ironically i i while i was writing that bit of the show notes i um uh just got distracted for a while and found myself reading a, a long piece on the bbc about call of duty modern warfare 3 which i've never played i don't know why i didn't care about it at all but anyway i, I did find myself doing that um <laughs> anyway uh but I, I, as I understand it, while that metaphor sort of feels intuitive, it's not actually. It, it's only. It's, it can't be a complete, uh, complete story. There's a, the, a more commonly used metaphor now, or sort of preferred metaphor, is something called a priority map. Um, so we've got, if you imagine visual attention, they've got our visual field in front of us, and there's a sort of like a topographical map laid on top of it with like peaks and troughs and all that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. The things that we're paying the most attention to. Um, I have sort of peaks where we're paying the most attention and the, the other, and otherwise there's flat bits where we don't care at all. So like 
I'm talking to you. So I'm looking at my laptop screen. I can see the the podcast time counter and a little area of the screen which tells me if anything's going wrong with it. Um, I'm, that's that's my the main focus of my attention, my visual attention. Um, I suppose you could say most of my attention is actually not visual at the moment because I'm talking and um, and things. But uh, the then but like I've got also got my, a second monitor showing my notes, and so I have a, a, something of a peak there. And I've got like my phone over on the on the thing, which I doesn't I'm sort of aware of, but in case it goes ping or anything like that, you know that. Then like so, those would have little peaks of attention on or um, varying size peaks. And then there's like an old um, teacup on my desk, which I don't care about at all. There's no interest. So my, my that sort of flat, you know, or those areas of my desk that I'm never going to be paying attention to, those would be flat. And I'm so my attention is sort of spread around. Mm. not just like temporarily not just like you know the, the the spotlight is shone from place to place but you know but it's but it's only in one place but it's also spread around spatially so i'm paying lots of different bits of attention and it's also it's not just a, a matter of my attention being grabbed by things you know like that I'm, that I'm blown on the breeze by any new stimulus coming in it's that because i'm recording if my phone does go i probably mainly ignore it because we're I'm aware that we've got time pressures to finish this podcast and we need to get it done. So if the phone goes, unless it's something really important, I'll just ignore it. So so attention is not just a spotlight that focuses on one thing. It's, it's sort of spread around on a, ver- a variety of different things. It's spread around spatially as well as temporally. But also it's not just a, um, a product of the things coming in it's not just a bottom-up process of me looking at things it's also top down i am motivated to do this if i was just before you logged on i was just sitting around waiting for, for you to turn up and i, I, mean, would I just have, want to be clear that it's yeah. not that i was you know being it's not a dereliction of duty do. or anything i was finishing my work yeah no, yeah, it's fine. I'm not. I'm not criticizing you for it, although I am. But yeah, um, but yeah. But while that was while that was happening, like if my phone had gone, I'd have picked it up because like I didn't have anything better to do. Like I, I was less mm. motivated to stay focused. So, so it's a product of both how focused I am on the, um, on what I'm doing and how important it is and how much I really want to get it done, and also how you know important the thing coming in is, and also things like my my learned. Um, the the learned fact about myself that if I pick up my phone I'll probably I, I might get I might lose my train of thought and forget where I am or find it hard to get back into it you know so so there's a variety of different um, yeah sort of aspects to it I think that's that, that, all, that all makes that all makes sense I would have to think about the the, the landscape metaphor and uh, and whether that works for me but I think I think that is, sounds fairly plausible um, mm. but I think one thing that that doesn't cover is people's individual differences in attention so some people have are are better at paying attention to multiple things than others um Mm -hmm. some people might have you know different peaks in their valley or something or or different peaks and valleys in their landscape um uh and the point of all this discussion about uh you know your smartphone causing you attentional problems and so on is that some people used to be able to you know so so it's, it's not just that some people are different from others in their you know mm. amount of uh, in their attentional abilities it's that it can also change within a person so you can have higher attentional abilities at one point and then it can decline uh due to some environmental stimulus or inter- environmental intervention which is in this case you know getting a smartphone having a social media profile or, or or whatever um and and presumably then you can also measure that as well there are various different tasks that people use to measure um attention and we can we can talk about i'm sure we'll talk about them as we get into the the studies um my favorite multitasking uh task is mm. a little breakfast making uh task have you ever um no? played no, no, the, the game uh um what's it called overcooked never um, heard of it it's uh, it's on uh, it's on um, the Nintendo Switch, and you you have to make meals, and you have to make them. Um, th- there's a particular number of like um, different ingredients that you have to get ready at the same time. So you have to like put the rice on, and then you have to fry the beef, and you have to chop the vegetables and all that, and they have to all be ready at the same time, and then delivered off to the person that's you know in your little restaurant that you're cooking it for. Um, and there's a that's a kind of a more advanced version of this task that I've seen used in psychology labs where you're trying where people are making breakfast and they have to cook the sausages and they have to cook the bacon and they have to get the toast on and, and so on. And it all has to come together. At once, and these are all on different timings, uh, you know, different timers, I should say. 
Mm. Um, and so organizing all that and getting all that together at the same time and remembering that you've got to pay attention to this and pay attention to that and so on people differ in how good they are at doing that like how high a score they get at the end of the task people organize themselves in different ways you know they do certain things in different orders um they're obviously internally monitoring stuff there's a lot of working memory going on there that is the idea that you're you're holding uh information in your head and kind of manipulating it and thinking okay well i've, I've only got a few more seconds on this so i better pay attention to this and, and so on there's a lot going on there um but anyway the point is that some people are better than others and also people get worse at doing that with age for instance like as all cognitive abilities uh um of that sort of nature um uh as happens to all cognitive abilities of that sort of nature you decline in your ability to do that as you get older um and so the, the the big question here is do you decline in your ability to do that kind of stuff because of smartphones or because of something about the modern world that all the screens and uh, and so on um that would be what the evidence would have to show us so uh yes well no uh, well let's get into it so yeah so that's exactly what it means so so the the, the first paper that really caught everyone's attention on this was in 2009 a guy called al ophir in um pnas uh, PNAS, the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences. Yeah, yes, no yes. jokes PNAS. I can think of that can be made. No, no, nothing, nothing funny term. about that at all. No, um, yeah. and it looked at heavy multitaskers versus light multitaskers. That is, people who consume multiple streams of content at the same time versus people who don't. And it found Define, that like how, so like how, we'll get we'll get to that we'll okay, get to right. that we will get to that yeah. found that the former <laughs> were more likely to be distracted by bottom up info compared to the latter who had greater levels of top down attentional control okay right. um, and they were all the, uh, the 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 heavy multitaskers were also slower at task switching which um, I'm citing Pete here again but participants had to flip flop between classifying a series of numbers and letters according to a cue on each trial so look, for a bit you're doing. Here is some number task, and then quick switch, and now you have doing. Um, okay, right. so this was. So if you're a heavy multitasker, you're you're worse at doing these at switching between these things, multitasking yeah. things. Is that the idea? Well, yeah, or switching between different tasks. Yeah, exactly. Which, which hmm. is surprising to me, but anyway, yeah. um, this was apparently the first paper to really look at the impact of like media multitasking and okay. on and how it affected our cognitive performances on things and our cognitive right. behaviour. That said, it's not a very good study. Um, mm. It had 30 to, depending on the various different experiments with ranging between 30 and 41 participants. The data was all self-reported. Um, it had this complicated equation for determining the levels of multitasking, which is what you were asking, right? That, yeah. So they had they were asked to report 12 different media uses. Like, you know, how, this was 2009, so social media wasn't a thing really, but TV, computer games, internet video, such as YouTube, um, phone calls, email, print media, interestingly, uh, which doesn't really feel in keeping with the thing, but, you know, no. suppose it's relevant, you know. Yeah. Um, you could have a newspaper gives, on your desk that you switch to look at when you're exactly off um, working on a topic, isn't it? Yeah. I guess so. Yeah, um, but you know, or, or reading a book, you know. But anyway, it also gives. Um, the, so you had the, your, they were asked to give the number of hours they used each of them a week, and plus how often they used other media at the same time as their primary medium. If you mean, so if you're primarily watching TV, how often do you? check your phone you know look also your phone if I make well. a phone yeah. call yeah exactly Maybe to Although, look up on wikipedia like who is that actor yeah exactly well, this is 2009 do. so pre so mo- mainly pre um media uh, mobile Smartphones. internet you know? yeah, yeah, yeah yeah exactly yeah. so um but it, but so then then that you get so those those two quite different things about how you, how many different media uses you have and also the number of times you check you, you switch you use a secondary medium while watching a primary medium or you, right. um and then it combines that to spit out a single number with via some complicated equation. So someone who played, for example, 10 minutes of video games, then stopped and then spent 10 minutes reading a book, then stopped, then played 10 minutes of video games, might end up with the same score, you know, if they did that all day, it might end up with the same, same score as someone who watches TV while con- constantly while checking their emails all the time, you know, every few yes. minutes. And I mean, maybe that's fair, but are they actually the same thing? Are we talking about, I don't know, that feels a weird thing to spit out a single number on. And also... As far as I can tell from the study, there's no pre-registration or anything. So if the number... Well, I mean, if had... it was in 2009, then yeah, there really wasn't was... a thing in psychology studies back then. Yeah. But I mean, so if... Might they have just chopped... Might they have reanalyzed the data using a subtly different equation if it hadn't come up with heavy multitaskers having being more susceptible to these problems? I don't know. It just feels, you know, how much can I... Try? But the point, you know, it's a tiny study. Yeah. Also worth noting that the difference in the in the task switching thing the switch cost difference was 167 milliseconds which 
isn't nothing, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's like an it's not, <laughs> Yeah, it's not yeah. like a, a something that's going to change your life. Um, exactly. Um, there's an eighth of a millis- eighth of a second. You know, like it, it's. I it may maybe it's relevant. It just does feels a weird thing to extrapolate to major opinions about the whole. You know, the whole whole human race and how we use um, different digital media, mm-hmm. and it hasn't got any clearer since then. Really, though, there's been lots of systematic reviews and meta analyses. Um, uh, Pete and well, Pete mentions quite a few, but I'll um, I'll focus on a particular one in, from 2021 by two psychologists at Stellenbosch University in South Africa, mm. um, where I did a wine tasting thing. Oh, was very nice. Well, yeah, because uh, yeah, I'm very I'm good, a cosmopolitan. Good yeah. yeah, exactly. Cosmopolitan man of the world. Actually, we didn't. We turned up too late for the proper wine tasting. We just went to a bar and had some wine, but we called it a wine tasting. Um, Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, yeah, it's a cool cool little anecdote for everyone there. Anyway, <laughs> lovely bit of the world. Um, so this was this was 2021, but it, it, it looked at the 10 years of studies after that ALOFIA one, um, you know, and for the, with looking at this our, this main hypothesis that um, are heavy multitaskers more distractible than light multitaskers, um, and the overall result for that main hypothesis was that yes, there is a statistically significant, albeit small, association with multitasking and cognitive control, so ability to stay focused on the same thing. Mm-hmm. But there was another hypothesis, and I find this really interesting. Right, associations. This was H two hypothesis two was associations between media multitasking and cognitive control will differ based on the measurement approach adopted in primary studies. A with uh, uh, adopted in primary studies with stronger associations with distractibility being evidence in self-reported data than in performance-based data. Do you sort of mean that there is... So if, if you're just asking people how much do you use smartphones, or how much do you use phones, how much do you switch, uh, do you multitask, how much of this sort of stuff, rather than actually recording it on, yeah. uh, you know, then there'll tend to be more of a... a, a um, uh, a correlation between between self-reported use and the, and and the the um and their their level of distractibility, and turns out that was true. Uh, yeah. In short, like the um, effect sizes were smaller in performance-based studies, often not statistically significant, and in some cases there was evidence of publication bias, which once you accounted for that, that made some of the statistically significant results the results no go away. Statistically. Yeah, yeah, exactly, which makes me think there's something else going on here mm-hmm. i think that's i i think that's i think that's probably it so um i mean so the, the more importantly right uh there's no as i understand it evidence that our ability to focus has changed in recent years which like given the explosion of social media smartphones all this sort of stuff you think someone would have done a study i mean admittedly maybe they just haven't done the work but and doesn't seem to be anything people seem to think that it has changed that, that this is doing it there's a kcl uh, king's college london your old um yes uh what's it bobby duffy you, remember, you know bobby duffy um uh, i've certainly heard the seen name, the name around yeah. yeah um sort of pollster uh, i think he's a political scientist anyway um he did a thing about uh our attention spans really collapsing data shows the uk public are worried um but also see benefits from technology 50 percent of people think that tech is ruining um people's attention but my sort of reaction to that is like, who cares like i don't like or, or rather i care if people are worried because people are worried yeah not because it necessarily tells me anything about the real world right right but it's like what i was saying earlier like you can be worried about it and actually be wrong yeah, exactly. It's interesting to worth interesting um, that fifty percent of people in that same study also believe that the average attention span is now shorter than that of a goldfish, right. which, to be clear, is not true. 20, only twenty five percent rightly said that that is not true, and is uh, I don't know if they all added that's meaningless. What are you talking about? Next, you're going to tell um, me that eighty uh, percent of them believe that lizards control the world. Uh, it's uh, it's four percent, and the lizard man's constant is four percent. Um, <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um, no, so there are no long term studies into attention spans, um, and it, uh, that lizard man's constant thing. We'll we should probably put a link into the show notes to explain what the hell we're talking about. <laughs> anyway, um, there there are there are no long term studies into attention spans. There was um one interviewee in Pete's book, a guy called Chris Chambers at Cardiff, another very sensible psychologist and brain scan uh, specialist. He points out it'd be very straightforward to go and do that sort of study but by just looking at the last 15 years of attention studies you know um uh, and see if there's been a systematic change in how how well people do at them but no one's done that he's virtually certain that any such studies would find no link and it would be weird if our entire cognitive system just sort of collapsed uh, given relatively minor changes in our environment but the studies i mean that just seems really crucial to me at no point there's just no evidence that our 
focus has been stolen or that our attention has declined in long-term fashion and also there's no particular evidence that people's attention is particularly correlated with how much they multitask or they use different media or anything like that it just doesn't seem to it doesn't seem to be real so far it doesn't mean Mm. it's not and maybe there's studies maybe there's more evidence but there's certainly it doesn't look like there's room for this sort of massive societal collapse in so in focus and attention and all that sort of stuff. But didn't Johan Harry say that uh, um, a small study of college students found that they now only focus on any one task for sixty five seconds? Yeah, but he says a lot of things. Well, <laughs> I have to say, I have well, to actually, say that, it, it's yeah. worth um, looking up. Uh, so last year when the book came out, um, Matthew Sweet, who is a um, researcher and also a broadcaster on uh, radio. Three? Does he do stuff? Yeah, uh, radio, I think I've seen. I've heard him on Radio Four. I'm sure. But but also he he looked into the details of those of the studies that that Johan Harry uh, cited, including the one about mm. the 65 second um, focus of uh, a, a, a college student. And um, it turns out that so not only were there only 12 students in the study, like mm. just not something that you should be citing prominently as evidence for your thesis under any circumstances, yeah. like no. unless your thesis is about those 12 people or something, like yeah. it's just not. Yeah. Um, uh, and actually the conclusion of the study is, uh, as Matthew Sweet puts it, that the researchers think it's just as likely that they've discovered evidence for the perceptual benefits of multitasking with tech, um, not necessarily the um, the, 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 the sort of the detrimental uh, effect. Yeah. Um, so th- their interpretation was not that yeah, we have now discovered that there's, you know, there's no... Um, that kids tech can is stealing only our focus for a few seconds. Mm. Yeah, 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 exactly. Mm. Um, it's complete. It's complete nonsense. And it's, it, it, the, for, the more you dig into it, and Matthew Sweet has, and several other people have. I'm sure I did a couple of um, uh, threads and stuff on Twitter last year as well. When you, you look at specific studies to see if they actually back up the points, it all crumbles to pieces. Um, and I have to say, I do. I do again. I've you know just to mention it again for the I don't know third time or something. I find this really difficult because I really do strongly feel, and it may be an illusion, but I really do strongly feel that my attention span is worse now and I find it hard to start new tasks because I'm always looking at my phone. Like I, t- I completely, I completely get that. I, I, I just think that a lot of you just have to be extremely careful with a lot of the, the um, discussion, like things like um, when you when you talk about addiction and and and, and so on, um, smartphone addiction, which is obviously a big thing that everyone talks about now. I think this is key, right? Like, how do we square this? lack of any realistic evidence any believable evidence really that anything has changed as far as i can tell there's no there's no good evidence for it with this quite profound feeling which we all have right you definitely have it i definitely have it yeah. that there's um something's something's changed right and, and i was saying earlier on i find it hard to like read a book um and i i, I wonder if that's just because i'm not particularly enjoying the book and i am enjoying the game but you know i haven't been i haven't finished a book in a while in a while in a few weeks because i i'm just enjoying this game more i suppose you could say i'm focused i'm quite capable of focusing on the game i don't know anyway um and i like how do we square that with this with this lack of evidence i mean i suppose there's an obvious thing you know there's always been these panics about new tech um pete mentions this the 19th century panics over housewives abandoning their children because of they had too easy access to paperback novels and things you know like there's and and, you know that's true (laughs) i i've 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 definitely i've i've pointed that out you know the old plato saying that um reading will stop us using our memories and all this sort of stuff these it's worth pointing out that these that tech panics are regular things right you know information tech is a is a regular um a scare thing i think it's also you need to be clear that just because people have made warnings before you can't say that this warning is false i mean that same evidence you know like century, centuries of people predicting disaster because mankind's hubris and folly it doesn't mean that climate change is isn't real you know or that yes. uh, to, but possibly a more controversial thing maybe the ai risk claims are fake you know these are you have to assess them on their own um Right, just uh, on the just, merits. You know. Just uh, making the analogy back to some previous panic that turned out to be nonsense doesn't actually. Yeah, like it, it's exactly. a good thing to bear that in mind when you're assessing these things. Um, yeah, but but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's not knockdown evidence against there being actually serious problems. Yeah, but I think it can still point us to a to a, to a, to a sort of a reason why we might believe it in the fate, in the, even if it weren't true, which is that the idea is sort of. 
it, it fits very appealing and fits our tendency to fear technology. And there's this thing called, I think it's um, the influence of presumed media influence theory, right? Which is that once we, you know, we keep getting told that our attention is being eaten by our phones. So mm-hmm. we start to believe it. And so then you believe that it has this influence on you. And then when someone comes along and gives you a set of questionnaires... Um, right, where you, you say, you, know, you, you answer questions like... How often are you distracted by your phone? You say, well, actually, I, it is quite it's often. all the time. Yeah, exactly. Or if you're given the option of, like, what things distract you or are you worried about distraction, you think, well, actually, yeah, someone did mention that people were distracted a lot by their phones, and I use my phone quite a lot, so yeah. maybe I am. Maybe this is a problem. Yeah, so, I mean, this is what this is exactly what Pete said, is, like, you know... Um, if you are, if you ask a bunch of questions about social media intention spans, and you'll find all these correlations in self-reported data because people are going, you know, oh yeah, well, actually now you mention it, oh, yes, yeah. yes. You know? But you're, then you're, if you're you make- making the possibility salient in exactly. your mind, uh, which it wouldn't necessarily. In the same way that um, people worry about, you know, when people Google their symptoms of a disease and they start to see loads of symptoms, they think, oh, maybe I do have that. I have been a yeah. bit short of breath, or I do have a funny exactly. pain here, there, you know, and and, and yeah. you start to put the idea in people's heads, and then and then they focus a lot more on probably quite minor things that they that they may have experienced. So yeah, yeah I think that's a very yeah. plausible theory, um, and I perhaps attribute the fact that I'm just my cognitive abilities are declining due to my age, um, with you know maybe it's because of smartphones, yeah. Yeah, yeah, or or just you know that maybe they're not, and you can't you misremember your own. Your or, own or, or th- yeah, exactly. I'm looking back on a on a time that never existed when I could focus yeah, for exactly. hours and You've hours always on, been on, really uh, on, on boring yeah. tasks. And actually, my IQ has always been extremely low. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. So, so I feel like that strikes me as you know because that's exactly that exactly explains what we were talking about earlier on. If you do that self report that meta analysis that found that self reported data shows correlations, but more objective measures like pro, you know. Um, where you're actually testing people uh, that that doesn't seem to show up it also matches my uh, a study which are oh, I, I david ellison and uh, and Brittany davidson um who i think are might be at bath or bristol um i'll find the study and put it in the show notes they uh it's they did a thing the same about area, isn't it yeah exactly out west they do they did this study on um comparing the correlation between self-reported phone use data and um actual data mm. as used and it they, it, it was it was minimal. I mean, it was like like that not point. I, 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 should, I should have I should have thought of it before this, um, but it was like not point three. You know, like actually, it's you can't really predict how how much someone uses their phone by how much someone tells you they use. By just they, they by just asking phone. them, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so exactly. people misremember it's, it's, that, and, and 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 the fact that it's such a salient thing in the media about your smartphone mm. addiction, your smartphone addiction, um, uh, yeah. is probably going to make them misremember it even more. Uh, I would yeah, imagine exactly. Which which on actually on another another study by those same two people um, and other people, I noticed. It, it's, the was we all we talk because you mentioned addiction addiction there. yeah there's yeah exactly and everyone's always talking about um uh, internet addiction all that sort of stuff the term internet addiction was literally created as a joke this is um in 1995 <laughs> but the uh, but anyway so what those two, two what Brittany davidson and david ellis and some other co-workers did was they put together they took one of the the scales of addiction internet addiction and they took out all the words like social media and facebook and replaced them with spending time with friends and um and then and they they gave this questionnaire to various people and showed using this that the people are addicted to spending time with friends in real life they called it the uh, the 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 offline friend addiction scale or something like that offline friend addiction questionnaire a little bit of satire there well, exactly, but you know, you can do that very easily. You can show, you can, you can, you can make up a questionnaire, put a scale on it, and then say, "Look, everyone's really addicted to these video games or yeah. internet or whatever." But it, is it actually meaningful? Do we? Does it just mean we enjoy things? You know, that was another. Well, or, uh, or, or I mean, enjoying things is one, um, but also I think people can have habits that don't rise to the same level of addictions. Like normally, when I think of addictions, mm. I think of, um, I think of, I think of drugs, like actual drugs that have. Yeah, alcohol, effects. Yeah, gambling. Gambling is is, is the interesting one. Is yeah, Yeah. that seems a kind of a halfway, you know, between you know, uh, um, the the really the the ones where there is actually a chemical mechanism happening, and the ones where it's more of a psychological thing. Um, I know that there's no actual separation between those. I'm not a dualist, but you know, you know what I mean. Um, No. Well, and, external, uh, a, a chemical you're putting in your body rather yeah, than Yeah, 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 like an actual literal chemical that you're injecting or drinking or yeah. whatever. Um, and, and, and 
people were talking recently about ultra processed food addiction. That was another. That was another one. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, Sugar addiction, that. sex addiction. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Video game addiction, smartphone addiction. These are all. These are all things that that, that are, there are papers written and in fact questionnaires made, which is what the whole point mm. of this you know satire uh, thing about spending time with friends is all about. But um, mm. I, I think people underestimate or under discuss the fact that people can have habits. Like you can have a you can have bad habits. Um, hmm. Where you know you are, your your posture is bad, or um, you, you know you have particular. There we go. I just I, that was my bad habit. There, I say you know all the time, right? That's my yeah. bad habit. Oh, yeah. Now that I've now that I've mentioned that, you're going to hear me say it all the time. But you you can get into bad habits, which I, I'm not addicted to saying you know. I don't think. Hmm. But but I do you say it a lot, and it's easily, something yeah. I would rather not do. And I could probably I could probably. Um, I could probably stop myself from doing it if I really if I focus my attention uh, on mm. it a bit more. Um, but I don't think you can necessarily say that um, people using a smartphone a lot is an addiction in the same way as if they were addicted to taking yeah. crack. No, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Um, but although I would love to see your um, hunchback posture. Uh, addiction scale that you can you know, <laughs> you know what I mean I'm just trying to think you, of something you, which yeah, people no, say like you, I do this know. and I'd rather not do it but yeah, I do yeah. it all the time I do it you know I, I, I do it without thinking like I, you know I, yeah. I, I look down at my shoes when I walk or whatever um, leg jiggling my, my wife always gets me for jiggling yeah, yeah, my legs at the, the table people do a lot yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, my leg jiggling addiction scale will will be published in nature any day now um, <laughs> but yeah so it's a, a, a bit of an aside but I think that we, there's a lot of this sort of we you use the word addiction and it's not at all clear that it applies but anyway and also i, I suppose like if i'm going to sum up a bit here the fact that there's no clear evidence that this is stealing our focus or that that is then or that there is a, a, a decline in attention in this meaningful sense it doesn't mean that if you're worried about how you use your phone that you should just carry on like you you, right. you are master of your own destiny and should if you're worried about it and you think you're overusing it then you should stop or you should like chain you know yeah if, if if you do dislike how much you jiggle your legs then try and stop you know that that seems a yeah, reasonable put thing some to say. sort of mechanism in the way like get someone to tell you when you're doing it yeah whenever exactly. you do it and get them to tell you that you're not that you shouldn't do it or that you're gonna um that you have make yourself download um make yourself uh donate money to a charity that you don't like every time you yeah. do it or something like that you know yeah exactly and and, and like it, it seems totally sensible to say like you should make active decisions about whether or you whether you're using a social media platform or you're you know it should be something like i have chosen to remain on twitter or whatever rather than just scrolling through it mindlessly but you know yeah. sometimes it's relaxing to mindlessly scroll and that's fine whatever but you know if, if you as always if you're worrying about this then you should then that's up to you and also none of it absolves tech responsibility tech, tech companies from having any responsibility for how they for their care for their users and all this sort of stuff that still is a real thing but i just i, I don't think there's any good evidence really that our attention spans are declining or yeah. that social media is particularly behind it I don't, I don't i don't think and that doesn't mean it's not true but i just like you can't you, you we, we, you're just going off anecdote and self and and like how you feel which as we've discussed isn't you should at Enough. least consider that, and and yeah, it doesn't mean. But like, just because there aren't studies about something doesn't mean that uh, um, it's not true. It's not true, yeah. but it does seem that the studies that have been done can't find obvious uh, evidence, and the ones that do, you know, that are cited in this, do tend to fall apart. Just, I just want to have another Johan Harry, another pop at Johan Harry, because um, the, the the other one that we didn't actually mention, you know, we, we quoted it at the start, but we didn't um, mention there was the study of workers. So the quote from oh, his yeah. from his book. Um, is that the average American worker, right? He literally says the average American worker is distracted roughly once every three minutes, right? Now, now uh, it's not phrased exactly like that in the Guardian article, but, but in the book, that is how it's phrased. Um, mm. Now, when you say the average American worker, you would imagine that it comes from a, a poll or some sort of survey of, you know, uh, um, a yeah, of American sample workers. Sample yeah, of American yeah. workers, but it in fact comes from fourteen people. Ah, brilliant! Yeah, go. brilliant. And but one the of level. them is yes, yeah. One of them is the average American worker. Luckily, <laughs> oh, so perhaps, that, <laughs> <perhaps> <laughs> he gets distracted. <laughs> he or she gets distracted uh, once every three minutes. So yeah, yeah, look, I mean, the 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 case for this has not been made. 
Um, mm. It remains possible that the way that we now spend time, uh, I think something you, you, you quoted earlier on about, you know, there's not that much change in the environment. Is, it's, it's probably not quite right. I mean, there have been a lot of changes in the way we do work now compared to a few decades mm. ago. We're sitting looking at screens and I think that you know, screens, which can also provide us with lots of entertainment as well as just work. So I think there is... You know, yeah, uh, it's a subjective uh, judgment. It's not, but it's not like the world has turned to fire or something like that. You know, with a, a, diff- a bit of our visual, visual, uh, uh, um, bit of that, bit of our world now has a glowing screen in it. It's, 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 yeah, it's it, yeah. you can, you can calibrate, you can decide by according to your own calibration whether that's a big change or not. I don't know, but yeah. you know, but I, I'm not, not, I'm not like, I'm not saying that there's that there's been no change at all, and I remain open to the possibility that there have been changes in our psychology because of all these screens and social media and so on. I just haven't seen convincing evidence from properly controlled studies to show that. And what I've seen a lot of is people's anecdotes um, and people's stories and stories of going to Graceland. Yeah, and bullshit over extrapolation from tiny crappy studies. Such a common thing in this area. And and, and massive scaremongering over little... uh, little, So, yeah, Yeah. if you're worried about it, you're worried about it, that's fine. But if you've been affected by any of the issues issues raised in today's study show, then... (laughs) Please call our helpline, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Just abuse Stuart on Twitter. Yes, and Um, leave us a comment. Um, And actually, and, and on that note... Um, thank you for listening uh, if you have enjoyed the episode then please do subscribe um, we're building up lots and lots of subscribers on our Substack page at thestudyshowpod.com um, you can subscribe for free or you can subscribe uh, uh, with a paid um, uh, little um, uh, amount each month or a, a larger amount for a year subscription which gives you a slight discount um, uh, you can you can do that and we're very grateful for anyone who has, has, has done that you'll get access to our paid uh, episodes paid only episodes which uh, we're starting to do uh, uh, quite a few of them now and um, uh, do tell your friends about the podcast let them know about it Um, and perhaps this is the thing that can be distracting you and your friends from doing your work uh, and paying attention to things that matter top top segue there thank you very much all right thanks guys we really appreciate it (laughs) bye-bye bye